0: Welcome to the Draft Doctors podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Gam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. I'm your host, Stevie Fears. again, flying solo. That's right, I am the David Coverdale of fantasy football. And that works on two levels. One, I'm going again on my own. Or maybe eventually I'll put together a, uh, a I'll reform the, the pod with like 743 different members over the years like Whitesnake did. Anyway, today we've got a very fun show for you. Uh, we're talking the best and worst draft day values from each of the AFL sides. That's right, the guys who won, potentially, or lost, potentially, uh, the most value over the year and your league and and helped your team go hopefully you had a lot of the guys who were studs and uh didn't have too many of the duds it was a pretty crazy week though in, in the the actual football uh the all australian squad got announced uh which is pretty always always brings out the best in people just like talking through uh potential trade scenarios really just reasonable of, Reasonable opinions from, uh, everyone involved there. Just great, great takes on, on, uh, the Twitter sphere, which is, which is known for its great takes. So, uh, I think some of, the, some of the opinions out there, is it just me or SNN fans the worst when it comes to trade scenarios? I guess when you're used to Adrian Dodoro's incredible list building over the years and winning every single trade ever, uh, think it's hard not to, to feel like you, you need to get the better of everyone. Uh, some incredible scenes there. As people are offering up for uh, Gold Coast pick four. Just throwing, said, oh, they can just get a future first. Uh, as though Gold Coast don't have all the Academy picks in the world this year. Although we probably have a few next year as well. Uh Damien Hardwick picking the right time to jump on the ship. Although without any good ball users across, across halfback that uh, can stay fit with any consistency remains to be seen what you can do with that list but uh the listener leagues obviously I uh should say obviously uh I took out the redraft listener league against the boys from Adelaide the vampire league uh very unlucky it was Brandon in the final having rightly O'Brien get subbed uh and and only losing by a handful of points so can't help but to feel I got the rubber the green there which you need in fantasy sometimes so uh, it was a ripping season from the lads we look to do something again like that in the future i love the live drafts uh meeting the listeners and all that sort of thing so we'll see what next year brings uh, i did mention we'll be talking about the future of the pod uh that'll give you a hint as to what we're going to talk about later in regards to the future of the pod um there'll be a few changes but Good times if you enjoy it. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. You're just going to have to keep listening to a shit pod. Uh, and well done to Ninj, who took out another Listener League Keeper title. Uh, well done to him. Uh, I was probably lucky personally to sneak into sixth spot. Uh, bit of work to do. Bit of work to do, my Listener League Keeper team. Um, but anyway, draft day values. Draft day values is always interesting and, I think there's a bit of you know we can have a look at why some of these guys succeeded why some of these guys failed um and yeah let's let's get cracking i'm just uh the marathon look i'm drinking some vvs here it's, it's wednesday afternoon re-recording the pod smashing the vvs because i hate my body uh because it's it's broken down marathon training's not got <laughs> week's a long time in marathon training i was flying last week and uh, now it looks like I'm completely fucked. Uh, so punishing my body, which I hate. God, that's awful. Anyway, onto Adelaide, kicking it off at the top. The losers who uh, probably, I shouldn't even joke about it. They got screwed out of finals, but fuck them. Adelaide fans are the worst, except for Essendon, maybe. And Richmond fans are starting to come back to reality, which is that they're just terrible too. So uh, Adelaide, Jordan Dawson was my stud uh a d p of fifteen which i was surprised he was that high um had the one hundred and thirteen average just absolutely fucking balled out if you took jordan dawson um i've probably had jordan Dawson lower than this heading into the season wasn't yeah wasn't sure he'd improve obviously we did talk about adelaide improving uh as a team whether he lifted with that and he he did he was um he was just incredible. So yeah, well done to to Dawson and anyone who drafted him. Dud was keys, uh ADP of forty one, seventy-seven average, did pick up the forward status, so he sort of he had some good good ish weeks in the middle there. Um, maybe you traded him out and capitalized on that, but certainly didn't return value. It was the big loser in the in the Adelaide CBAs A- and him shat himself. Let's not forget that people, he absolutely pooed his pants during a match. And, uh, there was a lot of, uh, like, the pitchers don't lie. Pitchers don't lie. Uh, onto, <laughs> onto Brisbane. And Brisbane were a really tough team to find a good draft day value in because so many of the, like they're not a super relevant fantasy team anyway, but even a lot of the top guys didn't perform for fantasy or outperform their value, certainly. Uh, in terms of where they were drafted on draft day, like Neil went backwards, Dunkley went backwards, um, Clark went backwards. So, so the value to me was Joe Danaher with an average of 76, which isn't great, but, uh, considering his ADP of 354, if you don't mind, Joe Danaher certainly returned value in those. Uh, 69 team leagues. He, he did well as your 15th forward. Uh, the, the down, and there was quite a few to choose from, but I feel like it's gotta be Daniel Rich. Uh, ADP of 85, so not great. Averaged to 73 and only played seven games. Dropped himself, allegedly, and, uh, probably bad times for Daniel Rich. You gotta think he's, he's probably out the door. Uh, Carlton, there was a, Couple of goodies. Uh, I feel like Nick, Adam Chera was really good this year. Um, but Nick Newman's my, my stud value. ADP of 145 in AFL fantasy. Just if you're unaware, these are all AFL fantasy ADPs off their site and scores. If you're a Murdoch ball truther, well, you know, just head back to the uh, vote no picket line. You'll be right. Uh, and, and average the 98, Nick Newman, off his, uh, 145. Real beneficiary of the, uh, Sam Doherty more mid-time. So, well done to anyone who drafted Nick Newman. I actually had him across the board. I thought he was a super value with that Doherty move likely. So, he was great. Uh, Paddy Cripps, bit of the, uh, Brownlow hangover there, ADP of 22. Uh, didn't really return value for fantasy with an average of 88 and, you know, a questionable All-Australian selection to some. Even Carlton fans weren't particularly impressed with that, so a um, bit of reality there from Carlton fans, which you love to see. Uh, Collingwood, yeah, tough to split the value here. The Dacos brothers... Nick, with an ADP of 36, returned 108. He did get injured at the end, so he certainly got you into finals. Um, didn't help you in them. And Josh, with an ADP of 141, averaged 94, uh, really outperformed that. So I, I tend to lean to the guy who averaged higher in that situation because um, it's a pretty significant gap with the defender status. So, But you can take your pick there. They were both great. Uh, and the downer was, was clearly Jack Crisp. This was really one of the poorest returns on, uh, draft day value that are uh, on the list. ADP of 56, uh, and to average 83, really, really poor. Uh, he's been a great player over the year. Didn't pick up defender status, just unrosterable essentially as a midfielder. Uh, I think Brennan had him in the listener league final. He could loop him, didn't fire a shot, so pretty disappointing, um, Jack Crisp. Essendon, uh, there was a couple couple here, but I went with Zach Merritt. Just often you see these guys who go in the top 10, and, and Zach Merritt's ADP was nine, he, and he did what you wanted him to do, but 113, he really was very, very impressive. Um, I think it's really hard to actually return value as a, as a mid in that range and, and certainly we'll talk about a player who missed that, who went before Zach, who didn't return value later. Um, but I thought he was great. He was a captain every single week. Just straight up baller. Uh, Dylan Shear was the, the dud for Essendon. ADP of 111. There weren't heaps of duds for Essendon. I've got to be honest. I don't think we are drafting too many of them very highly. Uh, average 69. He was, he, he had some okay games and okay patches, so, but it certainly went pear-shaped for Dylan Shield in the second half. Fremantle, Caleb Sarong, pretty clear, um, value, stud, goat, whatever you want to call him, ADP of 78 and averaged 108, only two points less than Brayshaw, but he went 76 picks after him. And man, and I still can't work out why this guy, it's just not even in the team, but it's it's a uh, Gold Coast Sun legend Will Brody with an ADP of 61. Um, Averages 67 and just out of the team. Out of the team. Did manage to sub on and beat our Suns uh, in gather round. Can't forget that, but it's wild, isn't it? Like, Fremantle rocketed up the ladder last year. He was a big part of that. Can't get in the team this year as they flounder way down the bottom and um yeah i guess he's he's not hitting the kpis so whatever he was doing they were winning more games with him so be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of years with will brody geelong their good player was no one fuck them no one returned value for geelong what an absolute bag of dicks maybe grime wise but um I had Tom Stewart, ADP of 31, average 96. Ah, that, it, it was kind of shit down at Geelong this year. It was kind of shit. Really didn't happen from Premiers to like what, 12th? Something like that. God. Bad season, bad season. Uh, and the bad, well, you could throw a blanket over him, but Zach Toohey was my pick at ADP of 105 and average 66, just unrosterable. So. Man, what happened out there? You can win your mad Monday celebrations all you want, but you guys were shit this year. Uh Gold Coast Suns, our our Gold Coast Suns. I look, and, and you all go, ah, Sammy Flanders and Sammy I, I don't think it is Sam Flanders. I think it's Matt Rao with an ADP of 154, average to ninety-two, uh, broke the tackles record. So clear aggression candidate for, for next year, but it, I don't think it can be Sam Flanners because his start was so rough. You, you really had to drop him and, and pick him up again when Stewie Jew was out the door. So I don't, I don't think it's him despite the love for the great man. Uh, and the, the poor was took ADP of eight, 96 average, uh, 30. clearly didn't return value for you there gws tom green just came in absolutely smoked it with uh toronto and that out like uh, a lot of people were all about tom green this year and he duly returned value 109 average uh off of adp of 69 i was never sure he was going to be um a beast Uh, a few years ago i certainly said that um yeah, wow, just fucking superstar, man. And the disappointing was a guy I did flag, uh, so I don't have any shares of him, and that was Isaac Cumming. If you recall, he was pretty good last year, and uh average 68 dropped out of the team, ADP 58, just no value whatsoever, just complete dumpster fire. So interesting times for guys like Cumming who aren't super fast, probably aren't key defenders, so to speak, in the back. I think there's a few of these guys floating around and I'm uh, interested to see how they that evolves over the next few years in terms of actual football. Hawthorne. Uh It's really interesting this guy's ADP was so high because he was in a lot of... Sal- I know he was a salary cap darling and uh certainly a draft day sleeper, but I felt like he would have been a bit higher than this, but his ADP was 182. Average 95 with the defender status. Of course, I'm talking about Will Day. Uh, absolute breakout season. So good for him. And again, the dud here. I feel like no one would have act, no one who listens to the draft doctors would have drafted him here. I feel like this is like an auto draft. Um, very casual leagues who do their l- leagues online. ADP of 49 averaged 86. That's not horrendous but it's certainly not returning a top 50 pick value. That's Carl Amon. So, I mean, it was always going to happen with Amon that he was going to drop away moving over to Hawthorne, but whatever, that's where the ADP fell. Over at Melbourne, uh, a guy we flagged as a bit of a burn candidate, but he he really actually returned value when so many of his teammates didn't. And, And that's Jack Viney with an ADP of 60 managed to average a hundred and was super especially after Oliver went down so he was he turned out to be a value uh Jack Viney hack Viney and well there was a number of uh, fails for Melbourne and I don't think it was the player's fault it was just a situation with roles and injuries etc cetera, etc cetera. but Brody Grundy obviously looks to be out the door. Uh I don't think too many people were gonna be super hot on drafting him. <laughs> um average seventy-five was in the seconds, ADP of thirty-nine. God, that crushes you. Absolutely crushes you. So tough times. I mean, if he goes back to port and he probably has forward status next year, holy shit balls. He could be the number one player in the game again. North Melbourne. I want to give a shout out to Bailey Scott. We flagged him. We went a year early on Scott. We were on him, uh, a couple of years ago, but he was great this year. But of course the value is Harry Sheasel, um, has the defender and forward status. Be interesting what they do with him long term, uh, whether he moves back to that forward role or they keep him on the, the back line. I always think you need those movers off the back line. So be interesting to see, but average 97, uh, ADP of 172, just so Wildo was going after him, which I find strange. I find that strange. Anyway, um, but just kicked it in the dick, did she's, uh, and the, the downside look, and it's, oh, I mean, it's not having a shot or anything. It's just a fact of the matter, but Aaron Hall, uh, ADP of 67 and he did average 92, but he was just out of the side basically all year. I'd say Jai Simpkin was pretty rough iron as well. Um, just consistently getting injured. Mid game, <laughs> and, um, he was a tough iron. but Aaron Hall, um, the retiring champion that he is, although I think I saw a stat that he never finished in, never played in a club that finished higher than 13th on the ladder. So, um, pretty tough times for someone who's been a pretty good fantasy player at times. Uh, on to Port Adelaide, uh, I think the, 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 they only had three players average over 78, believe it or not, Port Adelaide, which I found just ridiculous but these are the facts jack and uh the value was of rosie at pick 32 uh averaged 106 just uh fucking brained it and you can see when rosie's going to pick after thomas stewart and average 10 points more <laughs> I wasn't in, exactly in love with giving it to Tom stewart when when rosie's so much better value um so he certainly was just a great play. Uh, So that's more than Josh Dunkley and probably 30 picks after him. So super value. And the downside, well, again, there was quite a few at Port Adelaide, but Ollie Wines being shifted out of the midfield onto the wing, ADP of 38. Average of 77. Again, unrosterable. Top 40 pick, unrosterable. Richmond, Tim Taranto, uh, ADP of 18. I took him at five in the listener league. I'm pretty sure, sh- four? Four or five? I'm pretty sure I was sitting at five. Because there was nine dudes, four on each side. I was in the middle. And he averaged 112. Kind of interesting though. He wasn't quite, he wasn't great after the buy. Uh, he was okay. So he got you to finals. Didn't necessarily win you the finals, but he, um, he had a great year. Great year. Uh, and the downside was former Gold Coast Sun legend Dion Prestia, ADP of ninety-one, average seventy-six. So, and he played. So usually when Prestia, with Prestia, he'll score well when he plays and just get injured constantly. But this year he played and just scored shit. So uh, they're the tougher guys to own, in my opinion. At least if you get injured, you can just drop them. St Kilda. Uh, big shout out to Wanganine Miller, who was great and we did have as a sleeper, uh, drafted him in the home league because I knew he'd get that defender status and just didn't know he'd crush it quite to the level he did off the halfback. Uh, but I just had so many injuries. I had to drop him before he really started putting the scores together. Unfortunately, he went into Jono's team and, uh, won him the flag. So the MVP, the is <laughs> the pride. Fuck off. Miller. uh the pride uh averaged 115 adp of 27 just kicked it in the dick captain every week uh played every week too so he was just man he was just the the stone cold nuts um and a guy who i never ever owned because i just don't think he has fantasy chops and that's Jade Gresham to be my guy who doesn't return value. And I think these are the guys you just gotta avoid on draft day. Average of ADP of 79, average 73. Just such a tough own. I can't I can't get around it. It's um, just doesn't return value at all. These these guys who play forward, have no mid time. Has to be something better than that on the to pick. Uh, Sydney, obviously the one of the best values of the year, Errol Goulden, ADP of 65, averaged 112, just, I thought that ADP might have been a slightly bit higher after the preseason where he just fucking blew it up. Um, but it was 65, so sick, sick, sick value. Probably the best of the year. Uh, downside, Callum Mills. Uh, I was really all about Callum Mills in the preseason. Didn't end up getting any shares and I was gutted. Looks like dodged a bullet, not, not through any skill. I'm, um, and it's just tough to see why he, yeah, I don't know. ADP of seven, average 84. Um, going to be interesting what happens with him next year in draft. I can only imagine how much hype he'll get in the inferior formats of fantasy football, but where to draft him on draft day is going to be a very interesting question. Western Bulldogs, uh, Probably English is a candidate, but I gave it to the Bont. I did have him as my M2 in Supercoach, so I was pretty all about the Bont this year. Didn't have him as high in AFL fantasy. Probably doesn't, didn't think he had that game, but he does. Uh, ADP of 25, average 117, just a monster year. With, uh, Dunkley out of that side. Uh, good things happened. Uh, but conversely, bad things happened for a guy who went 14 picks before him on average, and I had shares. What happened? Bailey Smith, ADP of 11, averaged 83. It was killing it with Treloar out of the side. Then after the buy, just unrosterable. Just uh rumored to be on the outer of the Bulldogs, which could be best for all parties. Who knows? It, man, it's just tough times, tough times. West Coast finally wrapping up with what one Western Australian journalist described as very unlucky. You have to shed a tear that he didn't make the All Australian team. Did have a good year, but I'm not sure the person who had more turnovers per game than Tim than our uh, Tim Turano should be in the All Australian team. And that's Tim Kelly with an ADP of 104. 98 points. Those clangers don't count in AFL fantasy. You can kick it to the other team as much as you want, Tim. They won't tag you. Don't worry about that. Uh, but he was a super value there. And uh, I'm not going to... I just want to mention Nick that knew his ADP of 146. Didn't play a game. So it was tough sledding for who drafted him. But uh, Alex Witherden with an ADP of 55. Average 78. Pretty gross. Pretty gross. So anyway, I'd be interested to know if you had better or worse values than that. Uh that they were mine. There were some tough ones. Uh, I think GWS had a couple values and, and there were obviously teams who um fell away who who maybe, <laughs> maybe didn't there was a bit of a choice between the duds. Uh anyway, we'll talk about the state of the pod. The pod is going to continue. Now, unfortunately, all good things must come to an end. And founding father Jonathan Crockett, uh, one of my good mates. He's, he's called time. He's called time. Family commitments have taken priority as they should. Uh, and he, he doesn't want to talk about, uh, Matt Rowell and Jack Crisp rather than spending time with his kids. So I absolutely, um, you know, it's been a great, great ride with Jonathan. We, we started this together in, um, the back, the back, the spare room in, uh, my unit in Frankston back in the day, dreamt up at the RSL. That's the Frankston RSL in Greater Western Victoria. Um, and it's been a lot of fun over the years and we've talked a lot of shit. Uh, we really, we never argued. Um, it's just been a great ride. We built things how we wanted to. We did things the right way. It's always been fun. It's always been enjoyable never yeah uh i only wish him the best and anytime he wants to come back of course he can and cam has also decided to pull the pin again family commitments and work commitments have had to take priority and you know he's been we we couldn't have dreamed uh about having such a a good person come on board as part of the brand and and uh he, he really is a top bloke and I really, I'm going to miss talking to Cam. I think he, uh, I hope all the best for him. And uh, anytime he wants to come back, of course he can. And look, we got the group chats going on the side. So it's all, it's all fun and games over there. And, you know, I hope next year I can get up to Brisbane. The turf conference is up there. So I hope I can get up there for that and, and uh, have a couple cold ones with Cam and um, talk some shit, but that's how it is, man. Um, I'll be here. Stato will continue to be associated with the brand the riders will be with the brand uh, we may have a new tool coming out next year uh, I've got something cooked up there so as far as I'm concerned it's all systems go part of the reason that the second half of the year was a bit of a schmozzle in terms of a show one week a show not the next week was I, I just didn't I felt kind of bad doing it on my own. I didn't want the guys to be like, oh, you didn't ask me. I know they, they said they were out and they had commitments and they couldn't do the show, but I still just kind of felt doing it. Um, that it, not that I was doing them dirty, but like, I, I just didn't want them to feel like they missed out. I'm, I'm sure they didn't, but, uh, I think doing it solo has been freeing in a way in terms of, like when we record the pod on a Sunday night, that's when we're putting the kids to bed. We're doing story time. We're, we're having um dinners and all that sort of stuff. And doing it on your own, you could do it earlier in the day. You could do it early the next morning before work. You could do it sort of with a bit more flexibility because uh, we all eat dinner at different times and all have different bedtimes for the kids. So it's it's been freeing in that way. Uh Obviously I miss talking to the boys. Um, but it's, it's probably, and, and it, like, I understand it's not going to be as good a show. I understand that, but I enjoy doing it. If people don't want to listen to it, so be it, man. We're all on our own journey and, uh, there's no hate, whatever. That's all good. I appreciate everyone for listening and, but that's where we are with the pod marathon training. I'm fucking injured. Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. <laughs> it's like less than seven weeks to go. I, it's not, it doesn't feel severe at the minute, uh, so I'm trying to get into the physio uh, of, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't want, if and it's one of those overuse injuries, so if I keep running, it's just going to get worse, so um, we'll see, we'll see what happens. It was just crazy, last week, felt a million bucks this week. Just, fuck, fuck, you know, you know what I'm saying? Fuck. Anyway, onto the listener questions. Frio, can't even claim a moral premiership. Sad times. Frustrating season. Side had a massive ceiling. Ended up with most of the highest scores, but also had some horrific weeks and didn't have a good run. Barely made finals. Shout out to Tim Kelly. Biggest steal for me. Drafted as M8. Wow, what a value. Ninja Spoon, waiting for it to be official, but could be a two-time champ. Matt, Salem costing me a draft grand final. Just putrid efforts from Salem in the, Final round, Uh, so many people mail it in in the final round. Probably shouldn't be playing, to be honest. DC, need help? Reckon Mills tags or can he get over 90? I did ask this question just before the games. Man, Mills got you there. So congrats on the flag, DC. Well done. Jeffrey, runner-up this year. Keep hearing forwards are going to be even more scarce next year. Think it'll be dire enough to keep Ben King and or Hipwood? I don't think it'll be that dire... To keep Ben King and Hipwood, that like you can have key forwards in your team. The problem with those guys is they're really stay-at-home forwards. I don't, I mean, Hipwood maybe gets on his bike a bit more, but Ben King I wouldn't touch. Um, I think there'll be guys probably you don't expect, like Petraka, possibly Grundy probably gets it. Um, Bailey Smith probably has it. Max Gorn might have it. I think Sam Walsh was hovering around it, whether he got there or not will be interesting. There'll be guys, there always is, and of course there's always guys who pop. So we'll um of course we'll wait and see who's who's listed, but it it it's never as bad as you think. Um that's what I always say. And just just don't get caught drafting those, yeah, Jade Gresham, Ben although Ben Ainsworth could be better in the Hardwick system, but those sort of types of guys uh hayden three grand finals in a row for me in murdoch ball well done uh grand finals played a few weeks ago and Newcomb went nuts chair probably my best pick got him in the 10th round yeah i had chair in murdoch ball in my home league he was greatly obviously started missing games at the end uh enjoyed the pod heaps thanks guys thank you hayden really appreciate those kind words surly at this point in time, I still hate draft. I finished top of the table with the most points scored, but due to injuries, I lost finals. Our tech second top scorer lost as well. Some half-wit won the league. Bradbury Starlin is now doing victory laps. Well, good for them. They should be doing victory laps. Um, I can sympathize with all of this. I really do. Uh But I also think, like... Draft is about getting to the finals and then the hottest team will win. If you feel like injuries are affecting you too much, have a shorter season um, or have a bigger on-field squad. I mean, obviously, I don't know what sort of size squad you have, but if you have a bigger squad, although you have to keep the injury guys, uh, it'll reward guys who build depth over the season and guys who, oh, I shouldn't say guys, but players who can stream the right options on uh, each week. Kays, what position will DOS and Cam land in the updated most influential list? <laughs> this, <laughs> this is great. So if you're not, not familiar with the phantom, uh, from the advertiser on Twitter, who, who in, in the preseason did it, I think it was, it was the top 50, top 50, top 40, something like that, uh, of the most influential fantasy football personalities, whatever you want to call it. Um, and had Cam in instead of the Draft Doctors. <laughs> Just, fuck, we got some mileage out of that. But then he, he, he tweeted, <laughs> the Phantoms tweet out, he's going to do a postseason version, no doubt fucking us over yet again, despite pioneering, pioneering the CPAs. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're, hey, look, we're the only place you can mock draft. So, I mean, shit. No influence, <laughs> no. Phantom. you dogged us, you dogged us. Mate, you must, we're like, the draft doctors are like the Adelaide Crows and the Phantom is like a goal umpire in Sydney. That's, that's all I can say about the influential list. (laughs) Um, Ninja, no question still, oh, sorry. So he's got an update. No question still enjoying my victory lap, winning the listener keeper league until he gets schooled in the NFL fantasy listener league. One of the good guys, Ninja, of course, in fantasy who uh just comes in with a great attitude. So, congrats on the title there. And uh I look forward to again playing NFL fantasy football with you. Lect dog just want just talk about scrapping father son again. I support you. Uh, of course, the great people over at the Jock Reynolds brand have called it a day. Um which really should only aid our bid to get into the most influential list but of course jock reynolds has been a quality brand for a long time and the boys have had us on over there uh what can we say just great people uh it's been a good show for the years and yeah i i mean obviously i hope they they do well in whatever they they want to do and i understand why people pull the pin uh it's very tempting on our end but uh good good for them it was a massive stretch and one of the biggest shows ever so good for them and like the yeah the father-son rules just complete fucking garbage get rid of it uncompromised first round that's what we should campaign for get the t-shirts fired up mill time solo pod or did you manage to convince your friends to actually rock up this time of course i have no friends Uh, Sparksy, big thanks for keeping the pod going on your own. Still a great listen with standalone fizz. (laughs) Man, you know who won't agree with you, Sparksy? Is that guy who said I was the Fran Drescher of fantasy football, uh, and he couldn't cop the fizz. (laughs) Bad times for that guy. He's tuned out weeks ago. Also, a quick shout out to the biggest choker in the Orong. You'll never win anything. Liam Walsh, take that. Bang. And the Smith dog. Corey Wagner and Toby Bedford are premiership players in my league. Fuck this hobby. No, look, just like we all suspected, Corey, Corey Wagner, Toby Bedford, these are people. Imagine giving, giving up the opportunity to talk about Corey Wagner and Toby Bedford to spend time with you fucking loved ones. I, I could never, could never. Anyway, listeners, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we hope that news brought you, a, I mean, I hope it was a fun show and you enjoyed it, but uh, I certainly hope. That are uh, for your listenership and, and all that shit going forward. So take care. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.